All right, so we're going to continue on here, and again, I'm going to recap briefly here, is we're talking about the word testimony. And we've gone through, we've looked at what testimonies are. We've had some testimonies that were shared. Um, it's incredible to see what God's doing. You guys actually did many testimonies after camp. I know a lot of you guys were hesitant and didn't want to do it. But you can see how easy it is just to share a small part that applies in what God's doing to you, for you, through you, in your life. So I, I just want to come through and, and kind of go back through here. Remember, I, I, I've kind of given you some information. Again, I'm using my iPad. I'm not using my iPad as my Bible. I'm using it as a reference tool. So kind of be aware of I'm using, I have a Strong's Concordance app on my iPad. Because my concordance is that thick, it's, you know, three inches thick, and it's heavy as all can get up and go. And I didn't want to bring that in here and kind of flip between the pages. But you need additional resources for your Bible reading. Strong's Concordance is a great tool. And, again, there's an app. Many of you guys have phones or an iPad. You can get the app for free. It does have stinking ads on it, but you can get it for free. Just like the Bible. It's called Strong's Concordance. And then there's another tool that I use on my laptop. And again, it helps me as I go through and study out the Bible. It's called eSword. Again, that's a free item. So if you have a computer, and with your parents' blessing, I want to make sure you guys have that understand, understood. With your parents' blessing, you can get that one for free as well. And if you want to learn how to use it, let me know. I'll be happy to show you the ins and outs. All the pastors use it. Um, I know I use it. I know Luke uses it. I think Bryson, I think your dad uses it. So there's many tools available to help you study out the Bible. It's not a substitute for the Bible, but it helps collate the information, what's going on in the Bible, and I use it. And that's where I'm getting some of my information is through Strong's Concordance. Instead of me trying to find every location of the word testimony in the Bible, it's already done it for me. And there's 69 um, mentions of the word testimony in the Bible. So as we talk about that, okay, there's, that's a, we're kind of doing a mini word study that tells me something. If the word is in the Bible multiple times, what does that mean? Someone, raise your hand. Jackson. It's important, exactly. If the word, if the Lord is repeating Himself, you need to pay attention. The word testimony has a purpose. It's very important. Important enough to be mentioned 69 times in 66 books of the Bible. So think about that. A lot of these are in the Old Testament. Um, inside of it, the first mention. So as we talk about Bible studying, first mention is in Exodus. So as we study the Bible and you start seeing the first mention of a word, that brings importance. The last mention, that's important as well. What's going on? And it kind of gives you a big picture of what's going on with the word testimony inside of here. So if we go over here, the last mention is in uh, Revelation uh, 19, verse 10. And it's so important that the Lord preserved the word in there, not once, but he uses the word testimony twice. So I'll read it. Um, if you actually let's go there, we'll start right there. Actually, let's flip back over. Hold your place in um, Exodus 16. Let's go to Revelation 19:10, and I want you guys to see this. That it's so important 
that the Lord preserved His Word and mentioned it twice. And this is important. This is this is the in, um, you know this is what the promise of God's fulfilling in the book of Revelation. And he says, "And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant and thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy." All right, we see the word testimony twice. So that's important to remember as we go through there. So not only is it mentioned 69 times, the Lord's mentioned it twice in preserving his word. So testimony means everything. And you actually will hear that. I want you guys to understand, at this church, we preach this, we practice it. You can't lose your salvation. You guys understand that. Once you're saved, you are saved. You're written in Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. However, your testimony can get corrupt. Your testimony can get dirty and filthy. Your testimony can be non-glorifying to the Lord and can be glorifying to the world. All right? And you're going to have those struggles. I have that struggles. Everyone has those struggles. So no one, no one is, you know, immune from this. And we just have each other, and we have the Word of God to help us through that inside there. So kind of remember that. So we have um, the first mention and the last mention. And again, you're not going to lose your salvation, but you can lose your testimony. You know, anyone ever get mad? Enough to... Enough to get angered that you're ready to throw punches, spit, throw things. Oh. Well, you know, and you're ready to... Okay, I, I, I do too. And I struggle with it. I lose my testimony when I let my anger get the best of me. So we need to be aware of that. We don't want someone to get mad um, and lose our testimony. And there's going to be those times... And the worst part is, once you lose it, the hard part is humbling yourself to the Lord, bowing your knee and asking for forgiveness, not only from the Lord, but also those that you didn't do a good testimony with. So if I lose my cool and I just throw this pulpit around because I'm all mad because you guys aren't reading your Bible, well... That's not good. That's not good for me giving my testimony. And it's not good for you. It's actually discouraging. It's like, well, I don't want to be a Christian if that's how it's going to be like. So our testimony is very important as we hold through here. And so I want to start out here, um, and we'll follow up because we're winding down our testimony series in, in Exodus 16. So someone tell me what's, what, what, what's the importance of Exodus? What happens... In Exodus, there's a lot of things happen. Audrey, what was that? They get released from um, from Pharaoh. Yes, they make their escape through the desert, through the Red Sea, and they're in the wilderness. And so they're out wandering about. So God's going to take care of them, you know. And Pastor Brian's going through his Exodus series um, during main service. 
And so he is going through and saying, hey, this is why the nation of Israel needed to leave. And we've seen through Pharaoh in his hardened heart and his bad testimony that they needed to separate themselves. So they get through the Red Sea. They get So the chase is on. Now he's like, what now what? They don't have a price chopper and a quick trip and a Walmart right here in town that will get everything they need. They're in the wilderness. Just imagine, if you would, there's no roads over here. It's all grasslands and trees. And they're wandering through that, looking for food, looking for where they needed to be. And one of the challenges that we see here in um, Exodus 16 is the nation of Israel is having a tough time. And I want to start out here in verse 2. It says in 16... Um, Exodus 16.2, it says, And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And what they were doing is, man, I don't know if Moses is over here, what he's doing. I don't trust that Aaron, dude. They're over here, you know, that's murmuring. We don't want to be murmuring. They're they're sowing seeds of discord behind the backs. They have doubts. Murmuring is always based in doubt. And doubt is based, is the tool that the adversary is going to use each and every time. The moment you doubt your salvation, that's when the adversary is going to attack. Every time there's a doubt about you question authority, that's when the adversary is going to attack. And there's a, there's a correct way to question authority, there's a proper way but going behind their back and talking about it is murmuring. So the nation of Israel is murmuring behind Moses and Aaron. And Moses is the leader. He's leading them through there. He was the one that parted the Red Sea with the power of God and led the nation of Israel through that. And then the Red Sea collapsed behind and captured Pharaoh and his armies. They're on the other side. God's already provided for them, and they forget that. God has provided so they're murmuring over here. And they're hungry. So you go down to verse 3. It says, And the children of Israel said unto them, Would to God we have died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots, and when we did eat bread of the full. For ye have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. They're, they're going through. They're challenging. Yes, Elena. What was that? I think the Lord did. I, I have to go back and check. I haven't studied that part out. But they, they, they're out there. They're hungry. You know, you got a whole group of people. You know, at HBF, if you count everyone, we're about 300 people strong on a Sunday. And that's that's all the children in the Kingdom Seekers Wing. That's all of us. It's all the adults in the sanctuary. That's 300 people. Well, this is a nation. Nation is bigger. You know. The size of Harrisonville is 12,000 people. That's just one tribe. And that's one of the small tribes of the 12 tribes. And so that's just a small part of it. Kind of think of leading the whole nation. You know, if everyone in Kansas City was a follower of Jesus Christ, let's put it in perspective. And we're talking all the surrounding areas. That's a nation. Can you imagine if there's no roads or anything, they're trying to wander. you got to feed a million people. You know, they're hungry. They're thirsty. It's a lot of water. 
That's a lot of food that they need to take care of. They're hungry. And they're over here going, Moses doesn't know what he's doing. They're murmuring. And that's what I want to get away from here is we can't have it right there. But here, this is the great thing. This is the promise of God. And then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day, that I may prove them whether they walk in my law or no. God's going to take care of them. Whether they believe that God's taking care of them or not, He's still going to provide for them. And it shall come to pass that on the sixth day they shall prepare that which they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. Remember, they have the law to observe. They have to observe the Sabbath. And so they're not going to go out there. And then in, in verse 6, it says, And Moses said unto all the children of Israel, At even, which is evening time, then you shall know that the Lord hath brought you out from the land of Egypt, and in the morning then you shall see the glory of the Lord, for that he heareth your murmurings against the Lord. And what are we, yet ye murmur against us? God's going to take care of you, even though you're over here, over here with it. He's actually saying, cut it out. I have you. That's why we need to lift up our concerns and prayers to the Lord. And so fast forward, he gives them, we call it manna, bread from heaven. I'm inside of here. And he's provided for them. So down in verse 1634, they go through here. And they get a description of this. And then the Lord commanded Moses, and so... Aaron laid it up before the testimony to be kept. The key word is testimony. And you notice that it's capitalized. And I've mentioned this before. And I've been studying it out. I don't have a definitive answer. But the testimony, what is this? It's a, it's a proper name. It is It's a title. Inside of here, just like Jesus Christ is a proper name. Or... Bryson's a proper name, or a title is a police officer, Officer King. Actually, we actually got to work with Officer King recently. That is his title, and that is his position. So we're talking about testimony, capital letter, and it's the only time in the Bible that it's capitalized. Hmm. Let's see. It's very important here. So what is going on? We know God the Father. God created us. We know that from Genesis. So we know God created us from the dust of the earth and breathed life into us. We also know that God resided with us in, in the Garden of Eden, and I say us, Adam and Eve, until the day they sinned. And they were in willful disobedience against the Lord. And God had to kick them out of the Garden of Eden. God can't be in the presence of sin. Otherwise, it causes a corruption. God is perfect. However, as you study the Bible and you get more familiar with it, we know that Moses is a picture. He isn't Jesus Christ. Moses is a picture of Christ as the leader. Okay? I want you guys to understand that. So, we have God the Father, the Creator. We have a picture of Jesus Christ in the man Moses. What does that leave behind? The Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit. I think the testimony here works through the nation of Israel and guides them. 
That is the tool, that is the method in how God executes his plans is through the Holy Ghost. One of the ways. It's not the way, but it's the way, and it's the way that we use today in the church, in our in our time here on earth, is God uses the Holy Ghost to guide us through here. So I think, again, that as I'm studying this out, I haven't been totally inside of here, but I think it is the Holy Ghost. I don't know. I don't know for sure. I want you guys to understand that. But as I go through and look at this, I think it's the testimony. Because the, the Lord uses our, you know, our salvation, our testimony to move others. So it's the testimony inside of here. So I want you guys to kind of think about that and, and again, meditate. What is that testimony? And the children of Israel did eat manna for 40 years. So they were eating bread from heaven for 40 years. Never spoiled, never went bad. God provided what they needed. They didn't have excess except on the sixth day. And on the sixth day they gather double so they have the next day so they don't have to go out and gather. God wanted them to have a day of rest. God wanted them to have a day of focus on so they could focus on their relationship with the Lord and with each other. Until they came into the land and inhabited it, they eat manna until they came into the borders of the land of Canaan. You know, so God took care of them. And He'll take care of you. You just got to take care of your testimony as we go forward here. Alright? Any other questions? Alright, that's just kind of a short lesson. We'll pick up testimony. We're going to wrap it up next week. Um, and then in um, September, we're going to start going through and we're going to get into the book of John and we're going to do a lot more. Remember, your homework. If you haven't, this is part of your testimony. Every one of you shared that the Lord revealed to you at camp that you need to read your Bible daily. Let's get into the Word of God. Let's start reading the book of John. And we're talking about the Gospel of John, not First John. All right? Five minutes, ten minutes a day. That's all it takes. All right. Oliver, pray us out, brother. Speak loudly.